0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to another episode of Fair Profits Podcast. Say hello, please, will you? Hi. State your name, gangster.
1: (laughs) My name is Margaret Callen. It's not gangster at all.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of people that are gangsters really didn't have, like, a gangster name. If you do the research, you know. It's true. That's very true. Um, Even up to today, if you look at Snoop and... Jay-Z Sean Carter. Like, are you expecting the Sean Carter to be a gangster?
1: Calvin is kind of gangster
0: though. Is it? Is it really? Or he
1: worked at McDonald's. Wasn't that the guy on McDonald's (laughs) commercial
0: Calvin? Yeah, that was from the Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Whack Arnolds. Oh, yes. Oh, Dave. Uh salute to Scarface. I think his name is Brad Jordan. Yeah.
1: It's much like Matthew.
0: Yeah, the name Matthew, you wouldn't expect that, but, you know, (laughs) certain guys out here, you push hard enough, you might get what you're looking for. So where are you from?
1: Where am I from or where do I live? I'm from, I feel like I'm from a lot of places. I was born in Madison, Alabama, and I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and then I grew up some more in Orlando, Florida, but now I live in Memphis, Tennessee.
0: What made you decide to go to, to go to Memphis, Tennessee?
1: My mom. My mom is the reason I went to all those places. Like, I literally followed my mom around. And so she decided to come here and then retire. So this is where we are.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you prefer Memphis to any of the other cities that you've lived in?
1: It is probably my least favorite place that I've ever lived <laughs> It's the truth. Jeez. I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it like I once did. I understand why I'm why I'm here. There are good things that I'm doing here. Okay, um, but I don't know that I would be like, yeah, this is where I want to live. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. So what what is it that that gives you purpose to be there?
1: Um, my nonprofit that I have for single moms is called I Am My Sister's Keeper, and I started in 2018. So at least the last. Three years of my eleven-year bid here have been purposeful, and fruitful, and somewhat rewarded um, because of that.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, when did you start this non nonprofit?
1: December of 2018. Did you say when or why? When. Yes, December of two thousand eighteen. I started this nonprofit.
0: Okay. And now why did you start it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I am a single mom, Matthew, and I know what it's like. And like, I have honestly been blessed, even in all those places that I live, right, with an amazing village. And we know how important that is in our community. Um, and, And a lot of times we don't have it. It's because families are fractured, because parents have passed on, whatever the reason. A lot of people don't have it. And I just couldn't fathom doing this journey of life as a single mom without the village that I have. And so I just really want other women who want to be a part, because some people don't want to be a part, but other women who want that support and that community, um, that place where they're understood and not judged. I just really wanted to have that for them because I know how important it was for me.
0: Okay. So your mother, did you grow up single with a single parent mom? Um,
1: When my parents separated when I was 12, 13, okay. so. Mostly. When it, yeah, when it was most important, I feel like I did not have a father figure. So, okay. yes.
0: So, well, growing up then, were you like a bad child or anything like that? or?
1: No, I'm not even a bad adult. No, I was not a bad child. I did not become a wild child until I was probably 17 or 18. Um, I didn't th- I was homeschooled. I spent a lot of time with my mom. We traveled a lot because she believes in showing me the lesson rather than just teaching it to me Mm um so we traveled a lot because of that but i wasn't i was happy i was i was good i was content until i was about 17 years old so
0: okay what where did you travel as a young lady (laughs) where did you guys go
1: we never went out of the country but i've been most places in the united states um my mom is a firm believer of like museums and zoos and science and history and all that stuff. So, anywhere that we could go where we could um, experience those type of things, we did. We we definitely did a lot of Black History related things. Alabama, Atlanta, Mississippi, you know, to show where the people we were learning about walked and tread and where they died and all those things like that. So, but I've been over a great majority of the United States.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. So are you one, could I say that you're proficient in history or just in, no, yes?
1: I I think proficient would be a stretch. I'm one of those people who knows things, but like I couldn't say in 1929, you know what I mean? But like, if you say something about it, I'll have a knowledge of uh, the topic or the situation, but just to be able to rattle off dates and all those things, no.
0: Okay. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. It was about your program. No, it was about you. At 17 years old, you say that's when you started being wild. What 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 transpired at that point?
1: I don't think it was something that happened right at that moment. I think it was just a series of events. Um, As I said, my parents separated when I was 12 or 13. I think probably 12, turning 13. And that's when we moved from Alabama to Louisville, Kentucky. Excuse me. And then I think the year after that my brother's five years old. Yeah. So probably a year after that, he went away to college and he and I were really close. So it was a thing of all the men that I knew and were used to and close to were leaving. Like he didn't abandon me because he was a kid himself. He had to go to college, right? But you know, so it was just that. And then because of that, my mom, I was homeschooled when she and my father were together, she never had to work. So she went from not working to having two jobs, right? Because she has to Take care of things she never had to take care of before and um i probably was just being alone you know like just alone falling in with the wrong crowd i have kind of a rebellious spirit anyway so it wasn't hard for me to find people like me um and so that's really what it was just a wayward youth i guess
0: i think we all go through that right or we all had those s- spells or uh yeah. Patches in time where we go through that. The best part is that for some we figure it out earlier earlier than others to remove ourselves from those type of environments while others continue to deal with them and they sink further and further into a deeper, darker hole.
1: Yeah.
0: So this program, do you enjoy doing this work? Because I think you do.
1: I love it. I honestly love it. Until we recently got a grant, I was literally doing it for free. <laughs> so really? I had to. Yeah, I had to love it. Um, I do. It's it's so rewarding. Um, you know how they always say, "If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life." Well, that's kind of true and not true because some days I'd be tired. Like I just don't have it in me to do it because it's as even though it's rewarding, it's also so emotionally draining too because. These moms are single moms for whatever reason. And so I am that shoulder. Of course, there's a group of us, but it's mostly me that they lean on and and tell all their worries to it. It's not like they do it to burden me. It's just because they feel comfortable talking to me, right? But then that's just stuff that I have to deal with, try not to internalize, et cetera. But I do love it. I would not do another thing unless I had to.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I like hearing that. So, so is it just at the, uh, the women that you deal with or is it the kids and you have programs for the kids as well?
1: We really are focusing just on the moms. We're still like super new, right? But we're okay. focusing on the moms because, as you know, I'm sure if mama's not good, nobody's good. And so if we can help mama be good, have a break, because sometimes I have older, a lot of us have older kids. So sometimes our older kids like to come and they'll watch the younger kids. Like a village, Mm -hmm. right? Like a community would do. Um, So most of everything we're doing now is focused on the moms because our mission is to alleviate their stress. So everything we do is geared towards alleviating their stress from the learning sessions that we have to the activities that we have. Um, We're doing a pain sip with Arlene this Saturday. We go to Shelby Farms, we do picnics, paddle boats. Whatever we do is geared toward the moms. So that they can have some peace in a sense of just a breath so then it's less stressful for them to parent their children
0: awesome awesome uh so what type of classes or programs do you have involved in this
1: okay so every other wednesday we do just like a check-in it's via zoom it's real laid back um it's just like hey girl how was your week some people you know want to talk about a good week a bad week our baby daddy um how I love these kids, but I can't stand them right now. <laughs> um, That's Wednesday. Wednesday is very informal. A lot of times the moms are like in the kitchen with their device cooking dinner. It's real just like girlfriend time. Friday is more um, focused. We have what we call learning sessions and we have a different topic every month. Um, so we've talked about credit. We've talked about self-care. We've talked about... Um, putting legs on your vision. So whatever it is, the presenter usually agrees to do for Friday session. And we, um, they pick topics based on what the moms have expressed interest in. So it's not like I'm just Mm. deciding, Oh, we should talk about this or the presenters are telling me the moms have said, I want to learn how to fix my credit. I want to learn how to take better care of myself. I want to learn. We had a group of sisters come and they do like home organization and stuff like that. They want what we've done couponing, um, just all type of things that the moms have expressed interest in. We have people come and they do a four week series on those.
0: OK. Oh, so how did you all of a sudden decide or find out about getting grants?
1: Um, I did it all of a sudden. I just now became successful. Um, oh, OK. Um, I started writing grants immediately. There is a wonderful place here called Momentum Nonprofit, and they help other nonprofits like get started. Um, and they have ongoing classes and training and stuff. So I had learned quite a bit um, early on. But when you're new, it's kind of just hard to get funding because right, you haven't proven that you're doing anything. Because a lot of people, sadly, get into nonprofit work to get grant money. So a lot of uh, a lot of funders have become very. Um, they become much more careful very more stringent in their uh, processes of giving out funds so we've been trying the grant that we just got actually I wrote it last year we didn't get it but we got it this year so I think it's just sometimes it's who you know who says your names and rooms that you're not in um the fact that you're still around and they see your presence um on social media your website all of that stuff because they look into all that stuff so I just think it was a lot of that we were just still new and so now they're like oh she's around they're not going anywhere they're actually doing stuff let's help them out with what they're doing
0: Awesome. congratulations on getting that um thank you much continued success to you as you move forward
1: i appreciate that
0: so to get into your personal business
1: oh hell. <laughs> all right
0: no nothing crazy um what's it like for you being a mother <sighs>
1: It's the best, worst thing I could ever do in my life. Okay. Um, I love being a mom. I've been a mom since I was 19, so I really don't know how to do anything else, right? Um, And it's honestly, for me, the older they get, the more stressful it becomes. A lot of people think when they're little and they're running around making all this noise. Nah, when they get older, they have their own mind and their own thoughts and their own opinions and they want to go down this road. Even though you've been down this road, you can't tell them. Don't go down this road. Um, so remember that grandparent I was mentioning earlier? Yeah. I believe that a lot. I have three teenage darts. Oh, 16, wow. 18. Well, one is not a teenager. She'll be 21. So um, I can't complain. How? Uh, knock on wood. Praise God. Whatever. I'm not a grandparent. Um, nobody has been in jail. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not complaining at all. But it is. It's pressure. For sure.
0: Okay. Well, I'm sure you're setting a, a good example of them, but just like any other kid, you know, they want to, they want to find out things for them own They Every kid, myself included, especially. <laughs> wants, I want to know the stove is hot on my own. I do yeah. not want you to tell me that it's hot. I want to know the stove is hot on my own. So I am going to touch the stove. Right. I am going to climb the bookshelf to find out if the books are just high or if the bookshelf will actually Fall Follow. over on me. Yeah. I was one of those kids. Like I had to find out. And once you get old enough and you realize like I don't need all these scars, man. Maybe I should just start listening to people. Yeah. Um, it's a quicker route to success for you and it keeps you out of hurt, harm, and danger. So uh, but yeah. as as human beings, we all have to experience that because we're not just gonna listen to what someone else is saying.
1: Right.
0: I, I think I've said this plenty of times before, even when talking to the kids that I've mentored or my nephew or anything else. It's like oh yeah I think we I've been forty all my life,
1: right, right.
0: Oh so yeah I think I just came out the wound and just showed up here and like I was just right. put here for you. Like it didn't happen like that. I had to be I had to be one of you little assholes before I got to where I was before I yeah. got to where I am. So yeah. you know the the things that the the things that we're teaching you guys is coming by way of experience and yeah. lessons. It's not something that we're just telling you guys because we want to keep you. We wanna be lanes or we wanna keep you from right. having fun. We're doing it because these are actual things that you know can help you better yourself and keep you from doing making just dumb mistakes. Yes. You
1: know? Cause a lot of stuff we've done was dumb. It's really crazy though, Matt. Like I have three daughters, right? And they were raised in the same house with the same mom. And they're all so very different. I have a child who's like, uh-uh, mama did that. Look what happened, mama. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then I have that one that's like, oh, you said the stove is hot? But how hot is it really? Like, was it hot to you or is it hot hot? You know what I'm right. saying?
0: We was it burn them. or burn, burn, burn?
1: <laughs> First degree burn or third degree burn? Like, yes, I have one of those. And then I have one who's just like, I mean, I haven't even thought about it. But since you brought it up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's very different. It's I'm outnumbered. I tell them that all the time. They got yeah. to cut me some slack. I'm outnumbered.
0: So who's the most difficult of the three? Is it the middle child?
1: It's not actually. Okay. It's not. Um, it's I don't want to call her difficult. It's my oldest child. She's 20 years old. Okay. She's not difficult. She's just trying to navigate being an adult when you have a mom who's like me. Um, I'm not strict. And you know, I think sometimes maybe I should have been stricter, but I'm not really strict. But I have, I have a very strong personality um and so i think at this point she's kind of just trying so desperately not to do what i think she should do even though it's really she'll realize it is what she should do you know what i'm saying um so that that relationship is the most difficult at this point but she'll be 21 this year so it's you know she's trying to figure out she's going from that teenager to that young adult so it's a trying time for her as well
0: absolutely absolutely she she got a lot to try and figure out for herself Yeah. Do you teach them as a mother? Do you teach them about credit and financial
1: responsibility? Yes, I try. She is the hardest, she's the hardest study. Um, but um, I do. And honestly, I had to learn that's that's one of the conversations that I've had with my kids. Like, uh you know me a little bit, and I'm this is how I am. I'm a very open and honest person. Um, I feel like a lot of times we went through things that we necessarily didn't have to, even if we were gonna try it anyway. A lot of the older generation didn't talk about it. It's like, if I don't talk about it, it didn't exist. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing. And I try not to be like that with my kids. Um, But I was a 19-year-old mom. So a lot of stuff, I just learned myself. So I am always open with that, open with them about that. Like I was growing up with y'all when I had y'all. And so there are things that I should have known as a mom, but I didn't. But now that I do, I talk to them about it. Like a lot of the sessions that we have, if it's not anything that's very private or if the moms don't object, they'll sit in on the Zoom um, and listen because it's beneficial to them. Because even, even though I am over this program, there's still stuff that I learned from the sessions that we have. So I like for them to get it firsthand whenever they can. I'm a fan of using your resources and leaning on our village. And so that's what I do to help me with Absolutely. my kids. I'm still a single mom, so.
0: Absolutely absolutely um single mother are were they all born in memphis
1: none of them were born okay Uh, they were all born in kentucky louisville kentucky
0: okay how was it in kentucky
1: Ghetto.
0: (laughs) i wasn't expecting (laughs) that um
1: nobody does right but um it was very ghetto in louisville kentucky Like, at this point, my kids, if I go, like, to business with friends, I still have friends, you know, from most of the places that I live, and they'll be like, nah, you be safe, though, let us know when you get there, and they, like, not going with me.
0: Well, I mean, what was it? It's just, like, that typical hood type of neighborhood, or?
1: I guess, well, part part of it, I I didn't grow up in the hood, per se. Um, so when I was a teenager, I found some good friends and I liked it because it was always something going on in hood. people had pagers, even though they weren't doctors. So it was like, it was like intriguing. It was
0: intriguing. I know people like that.
1: It was intriguing for me. Oh yes. I was definitely the dope boy's girlfriend. Um, so needless to say, uh, their fathers are dope boys and probably still currently living that life so my kids are like we're not about that life
0: do they keep in touch do do they keep in touch and Um, help
1: out yeah they do because they're older now so it doesn't have to go through me they talk to them on their own if they choose or not i've never kept them away from them i actually was making efforts for them to be to see their children and my kids are like when they get older they're like you can really stop like Mm. (laughs) you don't have to do i was like well, like, I'm doing it for you. And they're like, "Nah, we good. But. So, you know, um, like I said, just that they, they grew up different. Um, I make curse, but I don't, I'm not a sailor swear. So if you don't grow up in a household where there's drinking and smoking and all that stuff to go into that, that's not necessarily something where a place where you feel comfortable. So I think it's kind of that.
0: Okay. Do you believe that a woman should keep a man from seeing his kids?
1: absolutely not
0: okay
1: It what it really depends on the situation um i mean because th- there are some some of our moms have fled uh abusive relationships you understand okay. what i'm saying so in, in
0: I, that case i understand yeah. but just yeah, but I, never. no just to I be vindictive think. or be childish yeah, yeah I, okay. okay
1: but i also don't believe i have to force you to do you understand what i'm saying like Correct. i should have to be bringing the kids to Kentucky, right, from Memphis so you could see them when you can very well travel yourself.
0: Yes. You know. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, no I don't believe in it. I've yeah. never
0: been. I've uh me and my little sister had that conversation and you know and she was like she realized what she was doing at first
1: mm. because
0: she was so used to having him though. She was yeah. having my nephew and taking care of him and providing for him but uh him uh, you know him being with his father is a very good thing for him. Uh, uh, yeah a man should be able to take care of his child.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: but there are women that I also know uh, years ago that were raising kids and just to be nasty and, and childish, they would just keep the man from seeing the kid and I was like, "Do you realize the bond that you're that you're destroying, you know? Yeah. You're you're painting, you could paint the man as a bad as a bad guy, but in the end you are." Yeah. Like you like you're the hindrance in the whole situation. So I always think that it's important for a man to be involved with his child. Um, Unless, like you said, there's abuse of some sort uh, or or whatever it may be, you know, what a a guy isn't worth the time and effort, you know, then a man should definitely be involved with his child.
1: I think that also comes from a place of hurt and unresolved feelings, because sometimes I still want to be with you. And so I'm using our child as a bargaining chip. Um, I've had conversations like this with some of the moms that we work with. It's never okay. Whatever your reason, first of all, closure is fake, in my opinion, right? (laughs) We just really want, I think that's an excuse to keep a door open that we know should be closed. Um, because sometimes, oftentimes when people mishandle you, they are full aware. They are well aware of what they're doing. You understand what I'm saying? So for me to ask for closure from a person, um, I I feel like that's just an excuse to keep this thing open. Yeah. And I don't have to have a relationship with you in order to co-parent. And I think that's too where sometimes we miss the mark. We feel like me and you got to be buddies to co-parent. No, we have to be cordial for the sake of our child. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to be any of that. Um I just have to know my child is safe when she's with you and that we're cool. Other than that, we're trying to A lot of times we knew a thing was not going to be anything more than what it was, and we get upset because we're trying to force that square peg in the round hole, and it's simply not gonna work.
0: That's the truth, and that's the truth about some of it, right? Yeah. Um and I was having this conversation recently with two of my homegirls, and they were talking about how the man that they dealt with and had kids with, you know, it's like he ain't worth shit. And I was like, But at what point did you not see that he he wasn't worth shit, you know? And they they jumped on they jumped on my ass about it. And I was like, right. I'm just asking.
1: You're right.
0: I'm just asking because you dealt with this person long enough, six months to a year, two years, three years, however long you were together. Yeah. At some point, you knew, man, this this motherfucker ain't gonna be good for having this kids. ain't
1: it. This yeah. ain't it. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah. For, and they was like, Well, how come you don't have kids? I was like, Because when I recognize that shit, and when I get the red red flag right away. I'm like the referee on the field, flag on the play.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You out of here. Like I I can't be with no, I can't be with nobody like, like that. That's gonna be uh vindictive and don't want to don't want to have growth. Yeah. And at any point in the relationship, even if we aren't getting go, getting along together, we should it should always be about the child. Yeah. And the prosperity of the child, the health and well being of the child should always be number one.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, of so. Course.
1: But that's the thing, right, Matt? We don't. We see those. I'm running yellow flags at this point in my life. That's just. That's just where I'm at. I'm not ignoring any type of flags because, like, you, we already know. We already know, and we are trying to force something that is not a fit. Like you knew this dude wasn't it. He cheated on you, and then you still had a baby. Back. Like what? <laughs> like that's that's crazy. And I'm not. I am all for people having the capacity to change, but at 19, 20, 22, nobody is thinking about that. Honestly, it's, it's a rare individual that that young is like, you know, what I'm doing is not right. I need to change my life. It usually comes after busting your head a couple of times and going through hurt and going through trauma that you realize like, wait a minute, I'm the common denominator. So if, if somebody shows me that statement, it's so true. When people show you who they are, believe it. Yeah, But we're upset and we stress ourselves out and we break our own hearts trying to make this man be something that we knew he never was. He didn't have the capacity. If I change my expectation when I see somebody and I see what they are, I can make a choice whether I deal with them or not. Right. And if I choose to, I need to expect what I saw. We keep trying to expect something we never saw. And then we're disappointed when it didn't happen. How ridiculous is that?
0: Yeah. What's the saying? Um, a leopard doesn't change its spots, right? And a tiger doesn't change its stripes,
1: right?
0: You know, it's a, crazy. Yeah, and a snake is still gonna bite.
1: It's still gonna bite. I don't care how how much you keep him and feed him mice. <laughs> like, that's just what it is.
0: And I know that from experience. The <laughs> motherfucker got out the cage and he bit me, Jenna. He bit me.
1: Your own snake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. Do
1: you still have one? No. Okay. You left
0: No. No, you got, so you have to understand when a snake is either hungry or in the mood to bite and they clamp down on you, it's a thousand prickly feelings that you get at one time and it's constricting and then they start to wrap around. So you have to either make a choice to either panic Mm -hmm. and get fucked up or you have to be able to, to adjust to the situation. So... Um, I had a, you know, I was holding somebody's Python. Actually, it was going to be my Python. So right. keeping it, you know, because I wanted to get used to it. Right. You know? But um, after that incident, I was like, oh, you're you, you, you going to end up being a pair of shoes, pimp. <laughs> you're going to end up being a, a pair, nice of pair of
1: shoes.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah. So, you know, snakes don't. Everybody has habits. And those habits are, you know, are in you through your DNA or because you have continued to do these things over and over again. Um, and I've, I've told plenty of people, especially, they was like, man, you be trying to make it seem like you so smart. No, I'm just saying some of this stuff is more so common sense than anything else. Like, you know, if the person is, is abusive verbally, that they're not going to change. It's going to
1: escalate too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there are things that about people that you just cannot change and you have to be willing to accept those people as they are. Um, do you want to be in an abusive relationship and stay there?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you want to get? Do you want to, you know, be treated like shit? Stay there. Stay there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I know a young lady. She was dealing with a guy. The dude told her like, "Yo, you know, I'm i uh, I'm gonna get you pregnant, right?" And she came back and told me. I was like, "Leave him alone. Like, why? Now, why
1: you... right now.
0: Why stay? Why wow. stay? <clears throat> I want you to have my baby. I was like, what? I, I, I was like, "Fam, do what type of job do bro got? Like, what what does he do for a living?" And tell you something like that, right? And she was like, "Well, I thought it was, you know, okay." I was like, "No, it's never okay for somebody to tell you when they get you pregnant. so in the end, you still have, you have to be the one to take care of that baby." Not yeah. saying that he won't be there, but right my responsibility for nine months and and years and years after, like that's your responsibility mm-hmm. to take care. Oh, of that. Yeah. So we had this conversation. She was going back before she ended up. Letting a dude do what he did, and it didn't work out, needless to say. Um, it was a mess though. Uh, he, the guy wasn't really much of nothing. Um, and I'm not shitting on nobody, but you know,
1: no, but
0: certain truth guys, true. yeah, certain guys they let you know who they are. <clears throat> so,
1: our, I, our, our black women, young, yeah. like dealing with these moms, just Wow. And not even, you know, like, oh, how could you be so ignorant and how could you not know? We just really don't, we're not taught a lot of the things that we should be taught. A lot of us are taught how to keep a man. You understand what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of the moms are like, well, my mom always like, we teach, teach how to cook and clean and keep house, but we don't teach you how to take care of yourself. We don't teach you how to think for yourself, how to spot these misogynistic, narcissistic tendencies. Like we don't teach our kids. And it's not to be like everybody is a predator, but everybody potentially could be. Because there are certain men that seek, they seek out, they know who to seek out. Yeah. And we're just so thirsty to be with somebody that we see, like we said, we see it, but we're just like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, he just, we're so busy trying to fix and heal somebody who doesn't know that they're broken and need repair.
0: Yeah. And then on top of us we haven't on top of that I should say we haven't fixed what's broken on on the inside of us, right?
1: Exactly. So
0: you're trying to place your love and responsibility on somebody else when you should be you should be placing it on yourself yeah. first. You
1: know. And people think that's selfish and it's not. If Mm-mm. like I said at the beginning, if I'm not whole as a person, I what is the thing they say now? I'm going to bleed on those who did not cut me because I haven't healed. I haven't the therapy is a thing I know in our community we don't like to talk about that And pe- therapy is a thing I really? have a shirt that says therapy and Jesus whether you believe in it or not you understand what I'm saying but everybody needs to talk to somebody because we're not equipped to deal with our own stuff your mama's not always the one your home girl's not always the one there are people who went to school to study our minds and why they work or don't work the way they do so why are we not talking to these people yeah. especially now they're written into insurance policies they have free therapy for moms in Memphis and people still in groups acting crazy. I'm like, what is wrong? you really could go and not even pay for these. Yeah, because you know, they used to be the thing that costs too much. Them white people's problems. No, we got problems too. No,
0: we all got problems.
1: We need to get that addressed.
0: And, and, the, and the worst part about it, or the thing that is the weakness about it is that we have been told that it is a weakness. Like we, sh- we don't have to talk about our problems, but that's part of the reason why a lot of us Especially from generations, we haven't healed from certain things, and we haven't been able to move forward.
1: Generational we, trauma is a
0: thing. Yeah, we've been holding on to these things and internalizing it. Like when I go to certain family members and try to talk about some of the things that happened in the past, that's something we don't talk about, or they they <laughs> won't mention it, or they want to change the subject. But me, I'm damn near like an open book, and I think majority of people know that when they talk to me. I don't mind talking about some of the things that I've been through because right. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. I come to the reala- realization that. At times I've been an asshole and a piece of shit. And at times people have been a piece of shit and an asshole to me, you know. But these are things that we have to deal with as people. Yeah. But when you're talking about getting into relationships and dealing with somebody, you don't want a hurt person hurting you. you right. Want someone who recognizes that they 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 have they are a fuck up or have fucked up and they're trying to be a better person.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and yeah. I, I would rather take that person than someone who sits and acts like everything is okay or they can't talk about anything?
1: The arrogance of ignorance, yo. Like, <laughs> for real. the I, I can work with someone who knows that this is what I, I need to work on something. But somebody who acts like they're not broke. Like, what? What planet are you from if you feel like nothing is wrong with you? And not for nothing, I've been one of those people. I have really been, de- okay, I turned 40 in October and I don't know what happened. But, like, stuff just started happening in my mind. I think, like, new levels opened or whatever. I don't know. Um, But I just have come to realize a lot of things. Matthew, I'm a bully. And not that I'm going to take your lunch money, you can't sit at our table type of bully. But I know what's best. And I am going to convince you that it's best for you. And it could be, right? But you might not be in the space to receive it. But I'm going to try to beat you over the head with that thing because it's a good thing. How could how could me trying to force a good thing on you hurt you? But it could. And then you're doing things when it's not your time or your season, because I have bullied you into doing it. And then it's not successful. It's a failure. Or now you got trauma from something that I did to you. Yeah. like
0: That's the thing. It's best to just kind of like prepare people or just tell them, hey, these are things that you should try. Me, myself, I'm not a bully. I am not a bully. I like to defend people against bullies because I believe that a person that's bullying people sometimes, you know, they're just cowards and scared of certain things in their own lives. But um, there is certain things about knowledge and just teaching people that I I would like, I got to give you the information. I got to give you the information. But what I realize is that when you're being confrontational or aggressive, when you're presenting information to people, you make them more likely to, to, not
1: listen.
0: <laughs> to not listen and defend against it and reject what you're saying because
1: yeah. the
0: way you're bringing it to them isn't the best way to do it. So I learned from that to, to not push things that people would just present it to them and, and walk off. And if they use it, they use it. I'm
1: not a bully because I'm not cowardly, but I am definitely pushing.
0: I, I'm definitely that. You you are pushy. Uh, from what I from what I've known, you are pushy. And I just be looking like, well, damn, you know, she at least she's saying what she want to say, and she getting out the way of it. Like I've never known you to just like push things and like continue to like harp on it yeah. and try to beat yeah. people down with it. But uh, you can push, you can push. Or you, there are times where I've seen you just want your way. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's the that's the nature of humankind, right? Everyone wants their way. Everyone wants things to be successful or go their way at some point. I know I do. So um, there's nothing wrong with that. It is,
1: but thank you for saying that. And it's not always, but like you said, it's how you present it, right? Because I don't want, and honestly, in the work that I'm doing, I can't be that person. You feel what I'm saying? Um, But my point was, we all have stuff and we're going to continue to have stuff, but I can recognize that in myself. So now that I've said that to you, if you catch me being pushy, I'm not offended. Because you're like, hey, sis, you remember, remember that one time we had talked about that. You, know, you might want to dial it back a little bit. I'm not going to be upset because it's something I have recognized. And I know that I need to work on. It's not for every situation. Sometimes it's very beneficial, especially when I'm trying to get this money from these people. <laughs> it's very beneficial. You
0: have but, to. That's when you definitely have to turn it on.
1: Yeah. But like dealing with my mom, it's not. Because sometimes we can get a little condescending, right? Because I've been here. And how could you not listen to me? And why come you don't know this? You understand what I'm saying? And that's not what they need. That's the last thing that they need. Yeah. So this whole process just has been a learning experience for me too. And that's what I tell them all the time. They don't think, they always say, we just, you know, we're so grateful for you. We, You give us so much access to learn and grow and whatever. And I'm like, this is not one-sided. Like for real, dealing with y'all, sometimes their mirror. It's a mirror and I don't like it. understand what i'm saying so it's helping me it's helping me learn and grow too while i'm trying to help other people
0: absolutely um when i was doing mentor work um or being a what you call it a real model or role model i would be saying stuff to them and and all of a sudden i would have that epiphany like oh right
1: right like
0: damn like uh (laughs) uh-oh I need to learn how to take my own advice here, or I need to do better in, in, in personal yeah. areas. And I would make mental notes about that stuff, you know? And then over the last few years, there are things where my sister may have uh, told me, you know, hey, um, you should consider the way you talk to people. You don't have to be mm-hmm. so callous anymore. You're not in those type of environments where you have to just say things like that, just to, you know, protect your feelings or protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, but dealing with the kids, I definitely, you know, there are definitely moments where you go, damn. Yeah. I need to be able to do that a lot better. So on the next one, I I got it, you know, and then sometimes right there, you end up changing your tone on the way you go about doing doing it in that very moment. But you have to, in order to grow as a person, um, those are some of the things that you have, those traits that you just have to have. Now if you you chasing goals or there's money you trying to get, sometimes you just gotta be a wolf about it. You gotta be a, uh, you gotta be a leopard. You got to be a lion when you're out there trying to trying to get access to things because
1: yeah.
0: if you aren't, people are gonna look at you like, well, maybe you don't want it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And I found that out too. And, and and one of the persons that was helping me told me that he's like, look, if you don't want it, if you act like you don't want it, or you don't put forth the effort, no one's gonna give it to you. Like they yeah. have to know that you want it. Like you have to put the effort yeah. for it. It's like, like the same way you would put up a fight with someone. It's the same thing. Like you have to use your energy. And your and your verbiage to get what you yeah. to get what you want so um but again i definitely salute you for doing that because it's not an easy work is it
1: no it's not it's not and it doesn't have hours right it doesn't have office hours it mm-hmm. doesn't especially once you
0: give away your number and your email
1: yeah for for sure i literally sleep with like my planner in my bed hopefully when i when i get a man then maybe i can put something else in my bed but anyway that's neither here nor there. I literally sleep with like my planner and like post-it notes. <laughs> because, um because I wake up and I have like ideas. Yeah. Or there are things that I'm like, oh, I need to email so-and-so because I forgot. And I have to write it down. So, and sometimes I cannot go to sleep because my mind is just like go I got books and planners that I'm writing. I have post-notes it everywhere because it's just so there's so much stuff. And I really would like to know. We are going to get to a point where we can hire more staff. That's really part of the issue, too. Um, I have a board that is fully functional and they do work, but they also have their own jobs and their own lives. So it's not like I have staff. So a lot of stuff falls to me. Um, and as awesome as I think I am, I cannot do everything by myself. So,
0: do you have members? Uh, that are a part of this, that write grants for things that they may need as well? Or do you all just do one big grant and try to divide up the sums into different?
1: Well, our program is just so, it's still small right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's just us writing grants for us to do what we need to do. Another thing we I do work on a lot is cultivating partnerships with other nonprofits, because I don't want to do everything for everybody. I can't do everything for everybody. Correct. And so there are people who are already doing stuff. So I just, I had a conversation today with a young lady and she was like, oh my God, you get it. She was like, so many people don't get it. I'm not out here trying to reinvent the wheel. If I know XYZ organization has and does this, I don't need to have that. I need to be able to plug y'all in over here if that's something that you need. Um, So that's kind of what we do. We do our little thing and then we refer people out. We have a diaper uh, bank that we work with on a regular basis. They give us diapers. That's what her organization does. Get diapers to give them out. To other nonprofits, <clears throat> so our moms, if their kids are under two, they don't have to pay for diapers. Never, we really? always have them. You can always come get them. Yep, you can always come pick them up. Cause she she gets more funding the more she gives out, right? So I get to keep giving them away. So I have um, I have a place where we get our sanitary supplies. You don't ever have to pay for all of that stuff because um, we always have access to it. So I I'm more interested in. My my church family and my friends call me the plug because if I don't know, I know somebody who does. That. So I can help you, but hold on. I got so-and-so number at so-and-so place and I can refer you over here because that's really just what I want to be. A place where we want to help you with certain things, yes, but I want you to know how to get the resources you need because a lot of times we don't know stuff. And it's because we don't ask, because we're ashamed, because we're embarrassed, because it's a secret. You know, people, they all advertise a lot about certain things from our profits. You hear about the United Way and stuff like that. But these local people, it's kind of like if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So I want to know. So if you ask me, I can do it.
0: Definitely. Um, Are are there women that you draw inspiration from, motivation from, like historically Um, or in your neighborhood, in your community?
1: Probably, definitely my mom. Um, what's so funny is I didn't when when she and my dad split. I was I was hysterical. Not even because they were splitting up, right? It was because you don't know how to do anything to take care of me. Like my mom has two whole master's degrees, and I did not because I was a kid, right? I didn't. She was my mom. She just stayed at home with me. So I she thought this. She had things. two. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like when we when they. Put up she like went to be the principal at a school somewhere wow just like exactly um so definitely her um i'm not gonna try i don't i really i get i have my mentors are usually people that i know personally of course yes we draw um inspiration from powerful black women michelle obama i've been watching the aretha franklin story uh billy holiday all of that stuff right because we appreciate all the things that they have done to pave the way for us, the way they put their lives on the line, where they stuck their neck out there, not just for Black women, but Black people. But it's more people like my friends, like Arlene, um, who is a passionate artist and will give anybody literally the shirt off her back. Um, She's a single mom, too. Um, It's really just people I know. The people that pour into me directly um, and who are there if I need advice who donate to my cause when nobody else would. Those are the people who inspire me. The single moms who get up every day and take care of their kids by themselves because I know exactly how hard it is. um, Those are the people who inspire me.
0: Okay. How frustrating is that uh, being a single mom at times?
1: (sighs) It's really, for me, it's mostly frustrating when it's hard, right? Because I shouldn't have to do this by myself. Like I shouldn't have to be the bad guy. I shouldn't have to be the one going to the emergency room at three o'clock in the morning when I'm still expected to go to work at eight o'clock. You know what I'm saying? It's really frustrating at those times because we didn't do this by ourselves. That's it. Or when I don't know how I'm going to pay something because you're not paying child support. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's, gratefully since my kids are older it's been less frustrating as far as wanting to have another parent because they all work themselves so when the kids start working it's like ooh, because they my kids like they pay their own cell phone bill they pay their own car insurance um they buy me gifts like i get nice stuff for mother's day now like it's not homemade like um the one year they got my bought the tags for my car, you know, just stuff like that. So it's not as financially, um, stressful anymore. It's still stress. It's stressful. It's now stressful in a different way in that when I watch them and I see how they interact and the things that they do, I can tell it's because of a lack of an ad. You understand what I'm saying? So that it doesn't really frustrate me as much. As it makes me sad. It makes me sad for them. Um, to have to watch them go through there because they don't deserve it
0: do you think your independence <laughs> as, as a black woman kind of keeps you from having a balance with with a man when you're dating because you're so <laughs> used to doing things on your own
1: absolutely that's something i don't even want to say that i'm working with. him. i don't know if you've heard of him he's um what's his name rc blake okay um <clears throat> not that you mean. he's like a pastor or something um he but he does a lot of series on women and he's not like the Derek jackson
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't even know about uh, know who dude was until uh, recently when he had this whole situation
1: See, right you know, so um but my point is he was talking about balancing your feminine and masculinity um uh, And a lot of times people say stuff and I'm dismissive of it, but a lot of things that this particular guy says, they hit home for me personally. Um, And that's the thing, like you said, I've had to be, I've had to be strong. I don't have a choice, right? Like I am the, the adult in my house. I have to be strong. And it's, and I think for me, when there is a man who recognizes that and, makes me feel safe without having to be strong. Like a lot of times it's hard for me to allow you to do it because I don't see you handling your business correctly. So I can't trust you with my business too. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the business of my heart, my mind, my spirituality, my body, like whatever. Um, You are not moving in a solid way to make me feel safe giving you this. Because I would, but that's like, I'm not going to let somebody drive my car if I don't know they can drive That's That's kind of the analogy I use as it pertains to that I do think I think too a lot of <sighs> <it's, laughs> I'm trying not to be so uh I don't want it to sound wrong that. I just think a lot of our men um just see us more difficult you understand they're like trying to trying to understand the why I am this way. Now, if I'm just an ass or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I understand. But like, if she's independent and she's strong, why? Like, she's been a single mom since she was 19 years old. She didn't have a choice. Like, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to put in the time and effort, I guess, to actually cultivate a relationship that works. And so your lack of effort results in my lack of interest. And so Mm. there's nothing.
0: Mm. I only ask you that because um of course I know women with kids. I know plenty of yeah. women with kids. And I often when they're telling me about the guys that they're dating and everything, I often have to remind them that you're a strong, independent woman. To a certain degree, you have to dial it back and let him do do something or tell him he has to step it up because you've been doing this you've been doing this for 18, 19 years. Like you you've been right. doing this already, so it's, it's certain things that need to be said for for women when they're dating guys or whatever and he's yeah. just like well why do you get it i was like i get it because i'm around all you motherfuckers all the time like <laughs> i understand I yeah like I, I understand what's going on out here because i hear you guys talking about it all the time and when guys are you know it's like it's certain guy, and i'm not shitting on men because you know i, I love you know i love a lot of brothers out there and i love the sisters and you are well. a man i am a man god damn it but um i i see it and it's just like some of these guys are trying to compensate one thing for another when it's really you need to get a better understanding of who she is and why she's why she can kind of like blow you off or she'll talk to you the way she 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 does because she's already raised kids or she is raising kids and to a certain degree they don't have women with kids or whatever that have their priorities in order they don't have time to keep playing with yeah, you. right they're yeah. not trying to play with you like if it is it real really? Or are, you, or, is he, or are you just playing a role? You know what I mean? So yeah. it, you have you have to be understanding with them on one point, but at the at the same time, you have to know what it is you want when you get involved yeah. with some of them. Yeah. So um, I think that's one of the things as well. But as far as the women, sometimes I just got to dial it back because I know some very headstrong women. I
1: agree.
0: I know some I- very headstrong women. I was trying to tell my cousin that like, she was I'm dating this guy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cuz, you already raised, you raised three kids already. You don't need, you ain't got no time to be playing a little games with no grown ass man. Like
1: mm. let them know,
0: let them know what time of day it is. Like tell them like, look, this is what it is. Don't be harsh. Don't be harmful. Yeah. yeah. But say what it is, you know what I'm like? And let them but know.
1: sometimes it. it depends on who you're talking to. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how you say what you're saying. Um, a lot People always say they <clears> want <throat> to want to be honest, but then when you're honest, they like, whoa. Wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like it's too much. And like you said, though, and and like <clears throat> I think people, and not, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I think we're just often misunderstood. Like take myself for example. I'm 40 years old. I have three teenage daughters. I'm running a nonprofit and a household. Like I don't have time. For foolish. Like you just said, I really don't. And it's not that you're not, That and I've had guys have a problem with, especially when the world was open, I was always going somewhere, doing something, a meeting, a class, an appointment, something out of town, like whatever. So I'm like, okay, well I got two hours on Thursday and I got two hours on Friday. I mean, you like that's not enough, but like you're not recognizing that I am taking time to make space for you. But you're so used to or you want someone who has all this free time in the world to, to just let you fit in, get in where you fit in. Like, nah. But I'm willing to give you these two hours I like got. Yeah. yeah. On Thursday or Friday. But that's what I got. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying?
0: No, I get it. And it, you you only got that because, again, you have other things going on. But me as a man, I had to have that understanding with women as well. Because as a single man, I want to be selfish. I want I want your time yeah. when I want it. And for some women that spontaneity, it doesn't work or just yeah. wanting to take up somebody's day, just it just don't work like that. Like having wanting someone to play hooky one day with me, that, like they yeah. can't do that because they have responsibilities when you're dating certain women um,
1: yeah. and
0: it's understandable. So
1: it's frustrating for me, right? Cause it seems <clears throat> like that's, I'm the type of woman that you want, but you want me to be wrapped in this woman who don't have no responsibilities and nothing to do all day. <laughs> you feel know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, what? So when somebody like, can you play hooky today? You going to pay for my day? Like, I'm not, uh, that's not making me a gold digger. Like, my money pays my bills. Like, so right. maybe I got time. You don't know if I got PTO left, whatever. You don't know what I got going on. You going to pay me what I make today? But then I'm a gold digger. But no, nah, I got bills. How you going to feel when I say what you got on this light up?
0: Well, it just depends on the guy that you're dealing with when you're dealing with them at the time, you know. But uh, if, if they're willing to make that type of uh, investment, then, you know, the effort will be made. So
1: yeah.
0: I'm not saying there, there aren't guys that'll do it. There are some. Not. But, yeah. you know, uh, that comes with the likability and compatibility and all that other good stuff, fellowship, friendship, and all that stuff.
1: And I feel like that's what we're not taking the time to do. It's like when something's hard, we're like, oh well then, no, that must not be for me.
0: Yeah.
1: But like anything that's worth having is worth worth working for. And we're not making you jump, I'm not making anybody jump through fiery hoops. But at the end of the day, like if you just are giving it so willingly, we're not gonna appreciate that's human nature. Like when you give your kids all these toys when they're young, they can't find this and they don't never have no batteries. Honey, the stuff that my kids buy for themselves now, they take care of them things. You understand what I'm saying? Like it just it just hits different
0: when you yeah. had to put some effort into what you had. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I've been one of those guys who tried to go through hoops, man. You know, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I believe you.
0: You not. should. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I really like somebody. Really? And, yeah, and they have been. They have been in a hurtful relationship. Uh, but look, you, gonna, you ain't gonna run me. You ain't gonna run me into the ground. <laughs> Not for too long. No, hell no. And I tried. I tried. And my homegirl, yeah, my homegirl was like, look, give her a chance. Like, you got to let her open up. I was like, I have ran through walls. I have jumped over them. And I have dug underneath them. I said, the moment I feel like I see a fiery hoop, I'm out. (laughs) The moment I feel like I see a fiery hoop, I'm out. And when I felt like I saw one, I was like, yo, flag on the plate. I'm gone. Like, we done here. We done. Because (laughs) I- I felt like I had done so much, and she just said, "Well, if it, it was around that whole time." I think that Mary J. Blige' song song came out, "Take Me As I Am." Well, if you you know, blah blah blah, and she started talking about all that. I'm like, man, that's her life. That's her life. Like that ain't your life. You know, she
1: used to be on drugs, right? That's what you should have told her. Well,
0: (laughs) I, I wasn't gonna go that far, you know, because I have respect for Mary J. But
1: I do too. That's part of her story,
0: though. It, it is. It is. It's a big part of the story. But the thing the, the thing that needs to be known is that that's her, and she's dealing with a whole different level of success yeah. than you are. So yeah. whoever's dealing with her has to have some type of success on that level. I'm dealing with you, and you regular
1: old you, regular <laughs>
0: old you. You know, and yeah. the stuff that you're making a person do to get to know you and be around you is yeah. it, it, got, it got to be too much, and it was exhausting. It was yeah. exhausting talking to on the phone. Like, at the hour on the phone, I'm, I'm good. 30 minutes to an hour on the phone talking to you. Like, I'm good. Like, oh, so you just got to get So it got to be some other bitches that you're trying to talk to. No. Uh, I just want wow.
1: to
0: yeah. have my sanity to myself. I done talked to you. I done heard you talk about your day. Now I'm about to go over here, eat some food, and chill out, watch something. Well, I'm about to work on whatever it is I'm about to work what? on. Um, I've devoted time to you. I've been on the phone with you for an hour, sometime maybe an hour and a half. And then when I get off the phone with it, then it's texting. So do you mind me texting? No, I don't mind you texting. And then around a late hour, I stop. Then it's, oh, so now you you must be with another bitch. because Oh, stop. that's a, man, that's a whole different level. Of, that's
1: some insecurities. And yeah, all but thats so. in,
0: it's not just insecurity. It just comes from being hurt by another dude. you know. And when the story that she told me about the dude, like he had done her wrong. And I was like, man, I understand that. But you do realize that I'm not trying to do that because I keep sticking around for the bullshit,
1: right, <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I keep sticking around for more and bullshit.
1: what happens is they end up trying to make you wear the thing they can't make that person wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it, it's it's a whole thing. I I have been there myself. I have been the giver and the receiver of the fiery hoops. So, yeah, um, I I totally understand. Yeah, I, I, I was a, I
0: was a shitty person too. I can't leave that part out like it. I was a shitty person. I did that to somebody. I hurt them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: yep. Yeah. But they was they they are they she is a dope person and she continues to be a dope person as far as I know. So salute yeah. to her and whatever she's doing. But yeah. Um, so what's next for you?
1: Um trying to get these coins, <laughs> basically, like trying to get more money. Um uh, it's it's spring and it'll be summer so we can do more activities outside um i don't well you're not from here you probably never been shelby farms Park is like a huge huge like acres and acres of land and they have all types of stuff so we do a lot of activities out there um so i'm ready to get back outside to get involved with my moms i am an extreme extrovert so there are moments of covid that have been very hard for me like last week i had a terrible Nothing happened. I just was feeling down, um, so I'm I'm ready to get back to being able to be around them, even if it's outside in the heat with the bugs and the allergies. Um, and like I said, just trying to 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 raise money. We have a new program. Just trying to get the awareness out about that, so people can donate to that fund. Um, just trying to get. I hate to keep saying that. But that's the truth. You need money to do what we're. You got doing. to.
0: You got to. You need as so much money that you uh, can get. From from everywhere, state, city, uh, Adidas, Nike, wherever you can get it.
1: Okay, everybody, whoever got it. Um, So that's it. That's really just always what I'm doing, trying to make more connections. We're having a community event on the 25th, the community fair. So I think I was talking about it earlier, maybe a different conversation. So we got a lot of nonprofits coming after that. So um, the more people who know, the more they'll look into us and be like, oh, let's see their website." Like we got a nice website, we keep our folks updated every week with what's going on, what we need, what we're doing. Um, so people will be aware, and then they can refer more moms to us, um, or they could be potential donors and stuff. So that's just really what the day to day is for me.
0: Give out the name of your website, please. It is
1: I am my and it's S S. Nope, it's S i can't spell right now s-i-s-s-y-s shut up so this is my shirt this is the shirts we have these are shirts and hoodies so our organization is i am my sister's keeper but our website is i am my sissy's keeper because sisters was taken so s-i-s-s-y-s i am my sissy's um and you can buy t-shirts on there we're out of calendars, our Black History calendars. We don't have any more of those. Um, but you can see what we're doing and how you can donate and why you should donate, what it does and who it helps and stuff like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good shit happening, man. Good shit happening. Thank you. You I do, was, you do well, know that I stayed in Memphis, right? For, for
1: not, Oh, you did go to school here.
0: Yeah.
1: I did know that. My bad. Did you ever go to Shelby Farm?
0: No, I did not. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. And if I did, I don't remember. Um
1: Yeah, we, we're not going to talk about the time
0: of
1: your life. <laughs> <laughs> you have that look on your face like, mm, yeah. Okay, so that. And I will be in your city next week. I Birds told you that. Bird. You didn't even respond.
0: I did respond. I hit the reply button on the iPhone, and I said what I said. So go back and look. You didn't
1: say
0: anything. Uh, yeah. Okay, headstrong. This is the
1: second time I've been to Chicago and have yet to meet uh Mr. Matthew.
0: Um That's fine. I I, I put it in I Let me know when you get here or whatever. I ain't seen
1: it. I ain't seen it. It. Okay. See it. Okay.
0: Maybe you didn't see him, but I'm going to look up and I'm going to look uh-huh. at it and see.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: I'm all about evidence, man.
1: Yes. It's necessary in today's world. I need to evidence. see the receipts. Okay.
0: I have plenty.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I thought you'd never ask me because you've been doing this for so long. I said, oh,
0: okay. No. So you know what it was? Um, I didn't. And I'm sure I've said this on plenty of podcasts. I didn't want to do it. I did not. But you are. Uh, I did not want to do it. And for the last couple of years, I've been trying to not do it. And in the past couple of years, even before COVID, um, people just kept saying you should do it. You should do it. Whether you do it about daily life, whether you talk about inspiration and motivation or if you just talk about sports or, or just do, do, do something with boxing, they just say, yo, you should do it, man, because you have a very good opinion and you could, you, you got people that you could draw from. It's like, man, don't nobody want to hear me on, on, on no damn podcast, talking and running my damn mouth. Yeah. So I'll just kept rejecting it and rejecting it. And lo and behold, somebody finally got me and got me believing that I could do it. And for me starting something, that ain't, it don't take much of nothing. Like,
1: keep going. It's the
0: thing. Yeah. The, me, me, me keep going and being inspired and motivated to yeah. keep going. That That's the thing. Right. So yeah. what it was is that once I started doing it, I started scheduling all these interviews. Um, and you know, people, people do it or they cancel or they forget or they say they forget, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll post some stuff about them being business minded when they didn't really tend to their business. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just a process of me going through, just getting it done, getting it done. And then once I started looking at like my my phone, I'm like, damn, I, I can interview that person. Cause I know like, I I mean, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, in con- I'm in constant contact with, with different people. Um, and I'd said this on another podcast before, I kind of know who's in my circle by who I talk to within a certain period of time, like three yeah. to three, two to three months, maybe even four. I know who I keep in contact with, you know what I mean? So it was just a matter of getting to you. And then when I would, I wouldn't write it down, I would always keep it in my mind, but I wouldn't say, hey, let's schedule it or let's lock it in. Or when I'm sitting down at the computer, getting the interviews together, I wouldn't contact you then because my mind was so set on on trying to do it, yeah. yeah, trying to do it right then and there. Yeah.
1: It, it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm really is. teasing you because I like to
0: do that. No, no, no. But I, I definitely had you and a couple of other people from the group, from the crew in mind. I definitely wanted to... Um, get everybody's opinion or let them speak on things that they feel that that they should talk about you know yeah um there's a lot of stuff man i feel i feel some certain people hide from and they'll tell me oh i want to come on and talk about it and then they get on here and they want to talk about everything else but what they mentioned I'm like dude this is your opportunity to say what it is right. that you want to talk about you know but uh i think they get gun shy because yeah. you know they finally feel like oh shit this is real now like we, we we're doing it
1: and people are going to hear what I said. Yeah. And do I really want them to hear what I said?
0: Well, here's the thing about it. Anytime, anytime your information is wrong, you can always say, well, you know what? I misspoke.
1: Yeah. Or
0: I would like to go back on my statement and, and withdraw.
1: From or it. at that time in my life, I felt differently than I feel today. But yeah. <laughs> I mean.
0: Absolutely. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Anytime information, uh Proves to be wrong, and we can move forward. And it's right at the time. You can always just, you know, change it up. There's nothing wrong with that. You do not have to be held to one thing.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Like that that opinion that you had, or what you thought was the truth that you spoke at that particular time may have worked then, but it just doesn't work now. That's yeah,
1: because you know more, right? And you've experienced more, so you're Absolutely. like, oh, at 25, that made all the sense, but so like Absolutely. at 40, like, nah, yeah. <laughs> that don't make sense anymore. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I've said that to a few people. Like, look, if it's wrong, we can go back. You Or you can just say, hey, you know what? What I said at the time, I felt that way then, but I don't feel that way now. Yeah. And, and the thing about being crucified or this whole cancel culture, we got to be, you have to be yeah. extremely cre- careful about what you're canceling. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like,
0: if, if you're going to cancel something, let's cancel out these rapists and murderers and, and right. sexual, sexually offensive people out here. Yeah. Like, cancel that type of shit. Put these people away. Lock them up. Don't and be racist people. Yeah, that's that, bang that. bang. <laughs> Bong bang. Like let's 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 focus on them. Let's not talk about the people out here who make a difference. Or they may have said something that and they didn't have no real understanding of what they what yeah. they're talking about. Like it, we have to be more uh mindful of, of who we're talking about, canceling and things like that. But it's conversation, and if yeah. it's wrong, it's wrong, and we can go back and correct it, man. And
1: everybody has an opinion,
0: everybody mm-hmm. got an opinion everybody Mm -hmm. and you should have one like we all can't think the same way yeah we all can't if we did maybe the world would be a better place yeah yeah i was telling somebody i was uh, a friend of mine we were talking about uh the whole racism and everything because he listened to one of the interviews and he said what i said about uh white people not seeing color is bullshit Mm -hmm. and he was like he was offended by it, and I said, "Well, I meant it." <laughs> I
1: said like, what I said.
0: Yeah, he's like, "You're not gonna take it back." I was like, "Man, how many fingers do I have uh, up right now?" He's like, "You got five. I said, "What side? Of, what color is uh, is this? What color is the side of my hand right now?" And he's like, "It's brown." So you see color. Mm. <laughs> so you see color. What color is my fucking shirt? He's like, "Oh, that's not what I meant." Oh, yes, it is yes right. it is because is at any point simple? in time
1: it's as simple as It's
0: yeah. that fucking simple don't sit here and tell me you don't see color that's a cop-out to say that you don't want to deal with the fucking issue so we had that conversation and we got we arrived at the point that we needed to arrive at and i told him like when you hear that it's bullshit it's a cop-out it's people saying i don't want to deal with that or this yes. is the best way i know how to defend myself and my stance without saying anything else how you not see color Everybody, see? Damn, it's a lot of people out here seeing color every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. So, yeah, um, we had that conversation. I told him I'm not taking that back, man. And I said, I'm going to break it down to you and explain it to you.
1: And that's the thing, right? We are not, a lot of times we're not interested in having conversation for the sake of fair exchange of ideas or knowledge or whatever. We're so hell-bent on trying to convince somebody to see it the way that I see it. And that's not, that should not always be the goal. Our conversation will be fruitless all the time. If that's why we're having it.
0: Correct. It should be a, it should be a healthy conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: And we should try to arrive at, you know, a common destination.
1: Agreeing to disagree is a real thing. Like for real. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you are less than, or I'm better or smarter or whatever than you. I see it differently than you because my perspective, the things that have happened to me, the place that I grew up shaped different things in me than it did in you. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, I, I understand why you feel that way.
0: And then at one point, one point he was saying uh that I couldn't prove some of this stuff. I was like, man, you do know that this racism shit started in a sixteen hundred. Like this shit is real, bro. Like, where you been at? And I told him, Here's a
1: <laughs> definitely something you could prove. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: could prove that. and I was like, Okay, you being I told him like you being dumb now. So let, let's do this. Let's pull up the video. We went to YouTube. I said, look at this video. Here's a video of some white and black guys that are friends. Watch them. Watch that, Watch them walk down the street. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. white guy's gonna walk down with the, down the street with his rifle on his back, and watch what happens. Nothing. He watches the tape. I said, "All right, watch." I said, "Now watch this black friend walk down that same street with that rifle in his hand, and the police show up and they and they, and they pull them on. They get they get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Yeah. And, and I looked at them. He's like, okay, that's one incident. I was like, oh man. There's I was like, okay. so many.
1: There are so many incidents. Yeah, and incident. I told
0: him, I told him, I was like, I, I think, I think it's best to stop talking to you because yeah, now you, now you're gonna just start looking dumb and stupid, and okay. I'm gonna, yeah. and I'm gonna stop the assumption, and I'm going to just say, I think I know what you are.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: So mm-hmm. but well, after that two hour talk or whatever it is, uh, we got we got to where it needed to be. And I was like, it's, it's just that you want to hold. I told him, you want to hold on to ideals that yeah. you've been raised on or that, you know, aren't solid. And you just you just feel the way that you feel because you feel like I'm taking something away from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm presenting I'm presenting you facts over fiction and, yeah. and logic over emotions like this stuff is real. This stuff happens.
1: I think the issue too sometimes is that that means everything that I thought I knew and believed is a lie. So it's it's not just challenging this one particular particular ideal. It's like their whole way of life, and people cannot handle it. That too. Yeah. That too.
0: They can't handle that.
1: Yeah. Or They choose not to handle.
0: They, they choose. It. Yeah. I think you choose not to. Uh, you you'd rather turn turn your back to it and act I like it. It. yeah. yeah and yeah. act like it's not happening, but the evidence is right there in front of you. Um, and and yeah. like I said, me and him had a two hour conversation about that. I was like, if you, if you feel that way, try telling that to another black person. You can say <laughs> it with white people. I said, try yeah. telling that to another yeah. black person. Yeah. Tell them that uh, I don't see color. And don't just talk to no regular, like they talk to somebody with some damn intellect that understand what you're saying. Talk to somebody like that. You don't have to just talk to me. Talk to another person. I got a friend named Adrian. you can talk to. Tell. Yeah, me. I won't
1: talk to none of your friends, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure those are the last people he wants to talk to. I'll
0: let you talk to uh, Principal Dobbins, and she'll be like, you on some bullshit. <laughs> she'll tell you. She'll tell you. She'll tell you. With facts. With facts, too. With evidence. You know, so um, certain things like that, people have reached out to me about, or, or they, they've Ask me about certain things that have happened in my life. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Or mm-hmm. they 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 say it some of the conversations are good because they get to know more about other people and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I just I just like doing it because you get to hear these different conversations. And when it, when I get to talk about boxing, I definitely get to talk about boxing. So um it's a beautiful thing.
1: It is. But, I enjoyed um, myself
0: today. I I hope you did. Um I, was, I think
1: I didn't know what to expect.
0: Well, I wasn't gonna talk about your alcoholism and <laughs> you know what
1: alcoholism. I,
0: I don't know. I was trying, you know, I was trying to avoid it. You know, I was gonna make it up as we go along as you sip, sip, sip. But, uh, it's the
1: same glass, 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 and it was not poured.
0: For those who don't know, we've had like fourteen breaks because she's poured up. <laughs> That's not true. Major bottles. I would, of hold
1: it together. I would not be able to hold it together.
0: All right, but no, I, I, I appreciate it.
1: Um, no problem.
0: And I'm going to let you go ahead and get on with your day as I try to get out here and get some of this sun. All
1: right. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. This has been my buddy, Mags. State your uh, website one more time.
1: I am my sissieskeeper.org. S-I-S-S-Y-S. I got it that time.
0: All right, cool. So this is Full Profits Podcast with Mags, Margaret. Cowan, appreciate you thank you and we are done
1: bye y'all
0: bye